Hi, I'm Katie Humphrey and welcome to the Behind the Business podcast. Hi and welcome to this episode of the Behind the Business podcast with me, Katie Humphrey. And today I have a really special guest with me. I have Sapphire Bates, who is the founder of The Coven. Welcome, Sapphire. Thank you ever so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I know, me too. Really excited. We've just been having a bit of a chat before I press record and I'm literally like on the edge of my seat, excited to talk to you. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> I just think, I think what we're going to talk about today is really, really interesting. And um, it's all about kind of growing up on social media and the pressure to stay in the same job you've always had and assumptions and and things like that. So um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to get stuck in. So do you want to kind of kick us off by introducing yourself a little bit more? Tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do. Um, Yes, so I'm Sapphire, as you said. Um, I'm 28 years old and I run a company called The Coven. So The Coven is an online support network for female founders and freelancers and my main aim with that is to help people who predominantly work alone to find a community to find other people make friends and and have a space they can go to so it doesn't feel quite so isolating um and that's yeah that's my main my main gig and it is it is amazing I'm I'm not gonna sit and plug the coven for too long um but it, I joined the Coven when I very first went self-employed um, a couple of years ago now. And it was just fantastic to have that community. Because I think when you set up your own business, you don't realise before going into it how kind of isolating it is um, and how really, really lonely it is. And the Coven was just a lifesaver for me. So um, thank you for setting it up. <laughs> very welcome. That makes me happy to hear yeah it was just it was just really really brilliant to have a group of people who are in the same boat as you um yeah I've kind of talked about this a little bit on another podcast before about how you can have friends and families and partners and and whatever but if they're not self-employed they don't get it and that's not a negative thing about them um it's just a completely different world that you thrust yourself into without really knowing (laughs) or I did anyway Yeah. yeah no massively and I think everyone or the most people are the same yeah definitely definitely um so one thing uh, I say one thing I think where we were going to kind of start today was a bit about growing up on social media and the perceptions that people have and that sort of thing so do you want to kind of start us and tell us a little bit more about your journey and where you started and how you got to where you are today yes journey's quite random um I never wanted to have my own business um it's never been a particular bear with me sorry my laptop's just flashed up like no battery wonderful um <laughs> that's better that would be awkward um very short podcast indeed yeah so my journey was very random um I never particularly wanted my own business my mum um for most of her career has had her own businesses and I always thought it was kind of crazy like to me especially as a teenager I couldn't understand why you do all of that work and then potentially not get paid for it like the getting paid part was a big question mark like it might not happen and to me I was just like oh I don't I don't know I'd want to work that hard for that when I was in school I I wanted to be a doctor like I was really interested in medicine um but wasn't necessarily clever enough 
Um, I really wanted to, and my teachers were like, yeah, go for it, um, give it a go, like apply for medical school. But I ended up getting kicked out of sixth form before I sat my exams, so I never finished my A-levels. And that kind of massively screwed up my plans um, as they were very needed for the first step in becoming a doctor. So I kind of had to give up on that. Um, and I ended up doing a um, apprenticeship in floristry. So I tried a few different things. I went to college and did media for a little bit. I went to college and did fashion um, and didn't really like either of those things. And basically it was um, kind of just dicking about, like I wasn't really like committing to anything. I wasn't, I was working part-time, like I did like 17 hours a week um, around kind of trying different stuff. And my parents were kind of like, you just need to do something, like give something a go, a proper go. And if you don't like it, you can change again. Um, so I ended up, yeah, doing a floristry apprenticeship, which was super random. Like I had no no interest in flowers. <laughs> like I'd never wanted to be a florist. Um, my mom just thought I might be quite good at it because it was quite creative. Um, and she was right. And I did have a bit of a knack for it. Um, sounded quite easy to do, but didn't have any particular passion for it. I worked for a small wedding florist um, and quite liked working for a small business and found it quite interesting. and quite liked the admin side of things like I quite liked dealing with the clients and the emails and the logistics of everything and, and talking about growth and stuff so I kind of did that and, and I had thought there was going to be an ongoing career for me within that same company and it just kind of didn't work out that way um, and I ended up leaving to go to Thailand um, decided I was going to travel and do some of that um, so I did that and while I was there, I'd, qu I'd quit my job to do it. I basically stayed as long as I possibly could, like that my money would allow. I was staying predominantly in a, um, in a place called Thai in Northern Thailand near the North border and absolutely loved it, but was running out of money and was starting to get a bit anxious about what I was going to do. I had no, I had no plan for when I got back. I hadn't really thought that far ahead. And I just kept talking to my mom and being like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and basically knowing everything. So she was giving me all these ideas. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And she'd raised several times starting a business. And the first couple of times I wasn't like that into it. And then I just kind of realized I didn't really have that many other options. Like I wasn't liking the idea of working for somebody else. Like I found that really restrictive. I didn't really want an office job, a nine to five. I didn't like the idea of that. I wouldn't be able to go back to Thailand um, and travel again because I'd only get a few weeks holiday each year. So I was only really left with starting a business and I just kind of thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a go and see what happens. And yeah, I found a flower studio back in England, put a deposit down on it, created a brand um, and just started it basically. And I did that for a few years um, and the, the issue I had was, was I was good at the flowers and people liked my designs, but I didn't particularly like doing the flowers. That was the bit to me, I would do it as quickly as possible so that it was done. Um, that was like something I just wanted ticked off my to-do list, which is obviously a huge part of the business, but I was more focused on growing the business and all the businessy side of the business, basically. Um, we opened a flower school, 
um, as part of the growth and I taught other people that wanted to be florists and I taught business courses to florists who were the opposite to me, really loved the flowers, but didn't really feel like they had a handle on the business side of things. So I'd kind of help with, with that. But more and more as time went on, I was getting more and more unhappy with the having to do the actual floristry. And it kind of got to a point where I would either have to put a ton of money into it, maybe like 40, 50 grand, um, to be able to bring somebody on to do the flowers for me with kind of my brief and my guide, but then doing most of it alongside our freelancers um, to really scale it up. And I, I just didn't, my gut told me I still wouldn't be happy because ultimately I didn't like floristry and I was running a floristry business. So I was kind of starting because I was doing a lot of weddings and events. I was getting booked like a year or two years in advance. Um, so I was having to think quite long term like if I wanted to change or close I had to stop taking bookings and then I had that period of time to start the next thing um and yeah as we said earlier it's massively isolating running the business I was spending all my time by myself um and that was kind of one of my like bugbears like I hated that I was spending all this time alone even though I am massively introverted it was just very isolating and I didn't have time to go to London and go to all these cool events that were happening. Um, and near the end, I was with my now ex-partner. Um, he was working abroad in Australia and that was his first taste of, of living elsewhere. And he more and more was leaning towards, we should live somewhere else and we should live abroad. Um, and we shouldn't live in the UK. And again, I was like, well, I need to come up with something else because I can't do my floristry business elsewhere necessarily. I can't just pick it up and move it. And I'm not starting it again somewhere else because I don't like it. So yeah, it was kind of a culmination of all these different things. And it basically led me to start in the coven. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a business that I could see real potential in financially. Um, I was like, the, the model makes sense. Um, I can see how this would grow. It's bringing in more elements of what I like and losing what I don't like. Um, yeah, and I just started that. And that was in, I started that and I, I started building it in 2017 and it launched in 2018. So it's now in its fourth year, but kind of fifth for me because I spent a year trying to build the thing um, and get people interested in it. Yeah, and, and it, it worked, it worked really well. So I kind of stuck at it and was like, I need to just push this as far as it can go um, because it's doing better than I thought it would. If that makes sense. So that's kind of led me to here. Sorry, that was quite waffly, wasn't it? I hope that wasn't too long. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's, it's really interesting. And I've, um, it's funny because when, when I do this podcast, people say that a lot, like, oh, I've, was that really waffly or have I talked too much? But I think when you're hearing somebody's journey for the first time and somebody that, like, I, I haven't been on your journey with you, I don't know you like that. So I think the more you say is better because it, it gives us like a really great insight into, mm -hmm. you know, what you did and how you got there. And I mean, going from wanting to go to medical school to then running a floristry business to then running a business community 
um I think with, without that detail it it it's just like how did this even happen um so you you're with the coven now I say you're with the coven now you run the coven now um mm-hmm. where do you see that going so you mentioned a minute ago like taking it as far as it can go what does that look like mm-hmm. from the coven I don't know um and it's it's probably a really good time to do the podcast because like this this episode because previously I've always felt quite sure like the decisions I've made have been quite random but once I've come up with that idea I've been like yep that's what I'm gonna do and I'm fully into it and and I think it's just as you get older like what you want in life changes and especially the younger me like pre-coven me was very money orientated and I was very much like I could do this and I could grow it and I could make all this money and and that I wouldn't have otherwise had any access to I don't have any formal training in anything um I can't see how I'd get a well-paid job without starting at the very bottom and potentially maybe doing well enough to 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 work my way up um so I was very much like there's this crazy opportunity financial wise that I'd, I'd never imagined that I would have um I didn't grow up with money or anything like that so that was a big driver for me, but now not so much. I think over the years, I've really kind of battled with my, without sounding too dramatic, I have had trouble with my mental health um, and have had to deal with that and and find ways of working that work for me. And now I get to like 2022 and I, I don't really know, I'm starting to get the itch. And I think I have since last year um where I kind of want to start doing other things but equally the coven is my baby I mean it got me I bought a house with it um it's it's given me such stability and as much as a business can um and and I've had it for quite a long time now and and I I need it like I can't just let go of it this is this is how I live this is how I pay my bills um but I am starting to get that I think by nature I just am somebody who jumps from thing to thing like I don't this was never a love for me um it was an idea which I ran with and I was excited by but I think people often expect that I must this must be something I really love and I love elements of it and I've loved doing it like the experience and everything I've learned and the people that I've met but it was never something that I view as like a forever thing um it was it was like okay let's see how far I can take it and then see what happens um and I think now I'm starting to think about what like my next move might be and and how I how how does that look like do I do I keep the coven and and start something alongside it like a new career or do I look at selling it in the future like I just don't know um because I'm not sure what the best option is but I know that that is what I want is is to move on to something else at some point and it's really interesting because you've shared a few things on social media about the um I know you were going to go back to university and do was it forensic psychology was Mm -hmm. is that right yeah um and um you're doing some volunteering work in prisons I want to say um 
So how has that been received by people? Because obviously, like you said, you've grown up on social media and people have followed you. I mean, personally, I've followed you for years. So I've followed the kind of the growth of the coven even before I was um, self-employed. So like you said, you've kind of grown up in, in people's vision and they've seen you grow the coven and know you as one thing. And now you're kind of like putting these other things out there that are a bit different. What's the reception been like from people with that? mixed I think um I think by I think the thing is when when you you are the face of a business and and I show up on social media most days on things like Instagram stories and stuff and I think people feel that they see a lot of my life but that's the thing with social media you don't like there's so much that I don't share because it doesn't feel relevant Um, and because I'm not a huge sharer by nature um so I share things that I think might help people and I try to be transparent in my business and and I you know I might share elements of my mental health and and things like that and how that works around my business because I think that helps other business owners and I want to try and be helpful to people um but there's lots I don't share so I've had a natural I've always I studied psychology at GCSE and A level um, and have always been interested in it. And that's only grown, especially with my own journey through therapy um, and different types of therapy and things like that. That's only kind of like deepened my interest. Um, and I'm a huge reader and I love lectures and I love I love learning. I love um, watching things, reading things. So I've really been kind of following this, this interest for a while, kind of in the background. Um, but because I think it's, it's something that people, a side of me that people don't perhaps haven't really seen very much of, apart from the odd book I might share that I really liked. It's surprising for people and it's not what they expect. So some people um, are really interested in it because they hope to do something similar. They like the idea of being able to switch careers and um, keep all their kind of options open. And then there are some people who don't like it and I don't necessarily fully know why but I know I mentioned like two years ago that I wanted to go back to uni at some point and that I I was interested in doing psychology or therapy Um, and this was on my personal account which I don't actually use that much anymore but used to use a little bit more and yes some people really cross about it like they felt like they I think because it it put a question mark over the coven and people that really love that and want that maybe didn't know what was going to happen to it and don't know if that's where some of it comes from. I'm not sure. But yeah, mixed because people, I, I think a big part of it is just unexpected. But I so it feels like a lot of pressure, but I really don't want to let that guide me. I really, I want to live a life that, that, is really true to me and, and is full of the things that I want to do. I really don't want to look back and think, oh, I wish I'd done that. I just didn't because of of other people's thoughts and feelings. Like if, if they're not in my inner circle um, of, of the people I really care about, then they're not going to have a big impact on the direction of my life. If that hopefully doesn't sound really mean, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I care about other people's opinions, but ultimately it's my journey um so it's, it's a weird one and I understand 
it's it's a strange one because it's it feels so very different to what I do now but it's very in line with my own personal interests and that's I suppose something that's really important for people to remember isn't it is that you might feel like you know somebody because you follow them on social media but you only see such small glimpses of people's lives like you actually don't really know them at all you know and it but it it just I mean I, I think this is probably like a, a whole big another conversation about the effects of social media and stuff but because it does because I feel like I know you because I followed you for so long but I don't like really at all and I think I think we have to remember as the people that are you know seeing your journey and other people's journeys you know on Instagram and social media and wherever that we only see a very small part and whereas to people watching um your stories and they see that you're interested in going back to university to do um forensic psychology it's like oh my god that's so different like how has she just gone from the coven to that all of a sudden but it you know like you said it isn't all of a sudden it's things that you've been interested in your, your entire life and I think knowing your journey just from this conversation I can you can kind of see that pattern because being interested in psychology and starting off from going to medical school you can you can kind of see a connection there so even at the very beginning of your journey that interest was there um yeah definitely and I think that's the thing is you don't people have joined people almost join your journey um, and I join others journeys when I follow them and begin interacting with them and engaging with their content at different parts and sometimes you miss key parts of the journey that make the later stuff make sense so I think a lot of people would presume if they've only followed me through the coven years that I'm doing my dream job um and that you know this is everything I ever wanted and and really that's not really the case I, I like it and I, I feel happy to do it um and there's definitely you know I have a lot of love for everything it's given me and and what I've learned through it but I see it as just one element of, of or one step in a much longer journey um which might include all different kinds of things and actually when you look at it that way that's really wholesome you know and and actually a really really great way to look at it because I mean I I'm the face of my business my business is me and it actually I don't think it should be because I do think when you run a business there has to be that separation between you and your business um I am yet to master that <laughs> but I do think that that's an important thing because like you said things change and we attach our worth to our business when we run you know when we're self-employed and we have our own business because it is a part of us and it's who we are especially if you're you know I actually no I was going to say especially if you're a service provider but actually I think if you're a product-based business you're creating something by hand so that's equally as important I suppose an important lesson for us from you to have your business as a separate entity because it isn't you and I think if you connect yourself to it that much you almost close doors to any other opportunity because like you said as people grow and change you learn new things you get new interests who's to say that what you're doing at the moment is going to be right for you in five years time ten years time yeah yeah and I, I don't and it, it's something I'm I've had to learn and I'm still learning like I still a lot of my self-worth is still definitely tied up in my businesses um I think it was more so two three years ago 
Um, I'd say like 2020 was probably when I really realized I was like unhealthily attached to my work. Um, and I didn't have a lot going on outside of that at that point in my life. Um, and I made a real effort to try and regain some work-life balance um, and to spend time figuring out like the other parts of me that weren't work and the parts that people didn't see either um, because it gets all muddly and confusing when everything feels like when your life feels really tied up with your business and social media like who am I like what am I if I take this business away um, and I still I'm still answering that you know I still don't fully know because I've had these businesses since I was young um, and we're not that far off of having them of having had them for a decade um, so it feels very I haven't known anything else I've had no I've always just been self-employed and been the face of my business so it's definitely like a learning but yeah we are so much more um, than just our businesses and I think it's important to to be okay with the idea that just because it's right for you now it might not be right for you in the future like I remember when I when I finally put the post up to say that I was I was basically closing the flower ranger and I wasn't going to be taking any more bookings like that was really scary I put it off for like months and I was like I've got to tell people I've stopped taking bookings like the, the decision's been made but actually having to like tell everybody who had been following my journey that I was like making a change um and closing something that that might not make sense to other people because it was working in the sense of a business running it was it was making some money I was doing it I was busy um but I just didn't want to do it anymore and so it felt really scary because it almost felt like a failure to walk away from it but honestly once I posted it regardless of how people took it it was the biggest relief like it felt so good to have done it and to have been like okay I've been honest with myself and with everybody else like I, this is what I want to do and it felt so good and I try and remind myself of that when when I'm trying to make new decisions of directions to go in and things like that so yeah with all this I've only started the volunteer work this year um, and it's meant rearranging my schedule and spending less time on the coven where I would have been full-time um, the work I do now takes up a portion of that I'm also working part-time in my local bookshop so the Margate bookshop um and doing that at the uh the weekends just because I really love it um and it gets me out the house which after Covid is nice to see other people um other than my dog and, and my boyfriend as nice as they are um it's nice to kind of get out and see people so it's really meant rearranging things um which has felt scary it's felt risky to spend less time on my business and it's also just yes yeah, something that you've got to tell people that might seem a bit weird I just think it's it's such an important thing of putting yourself first because that's that's what you're doing is it's putting yourself first and it it can be so difficult like you said when everybody has opinions and people are not scared to voice them on social media you know it's so easy to just send someone a dm like what are you doing you can't do this to me or like this is the wrong decision and and things like that but it the fact that you are doing that you know and you're putting yourself first and you're you're making those decisions and those steps I think is it's really important because it's it's like leading by example isn't it you know it is your life and you only have one life you know I know it sounds corny and everybody says it but you really do and 
if you hold on to something just because it's technically working, but you don't love it, where's that going to get you? You know, what joy are you going to get out of your life by running something just because it's working from the outside and, and other people want to do it. And I don't, and I don't mean that in a mean way, you know, I love the coven and if it were ever to close, it would be sad, but you know, it is what it is and people will still be okay. And you have to do what's right for you, don't you, at the end of the day? Yeah, and I think it's sometimes just tricky in this, like, in-between bit because I don't really know. People want, like, people want a plan. Like, they're like, well, what, what, what are you going to do? When are you going to do that as a career? Like, when will that happen? What will happen with the coven? And I'm like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm not, I have no plans to throw it away. There's no current plans to close it. Um, but I'm just being honest in that you know, these are some other areas that I'm exploring and I'm just going to see what happens and, and whether I enjoy it and, and what, what that looks like. So that's where it gets tricky because, you know, (laughs) you're kind of saying to people, yeah, well, I'm doing this, but I, I, you know, there is no decision to share. It's just sharing that, that I've got that itch and and that I'm going to kind of follow it. That's, that's the tricky bit being like, I don't, I don't know. I know you want me to know, but I, I don't know yet. <laughs> so I think you deserve some credit for transparency, though, because a lot of people wouldn't share at the, the place that you're at now, you know, while you're not sure and you're kind of like dipping your toe in the water in a few different things and exploring interests and stuff like that. That's real, you know, and that's what we do all the time. I mean, I I did it. I set up as a virtual assistant, kind of dipped my toe in the water of OBM, dipped my toe in the water of coaching, tried a few different things and then settled on on coaching um and I I mean I shared some of it but not as much as you do and I actually think that there is real credit due because that's a natural human process that we go through if we think we're interested in something else and we give it a bit of a try we test the waters and see what we think and then make a decision when we're ready but that isn't shared really especially in business on social media you know people talk about change in business but they don't actually share from the very beginning uh, when you're in that stage and actually that's a really difficult stage to be in because I mean I don't know about you personally I like a plan as well so when I'm in this beginning stage of testing waters it's quite stressful for me because I want to know what I'm doing so yeah I really think there's a lot of credit to you I've I've like definitely I've cried a lot recently because I just get a bit overwhelmed because there is no plan and I'm like I don't know like I crashed my boyfriend like I don't know what I'm doing with my life and like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen like how am I gonna earn money if I you know what if I really love this volunteer work but it doesn't pay me like you know it it is question marks which I don't I don't really like but it's I know it's an important thing to go through like I'm I'm gonna ride it out and see but yeah I just I've always tried to to share honestly I only share what I'm comfortable with which doesn't mean sharing everything um but definitely sharing my journey in terms of where that leads me with work and and things like that because I think so much of what we see is so curated and even though everything is to an extent that's not to say I'm not I still choose what to share and what not but I try not to wait until I've got it all figured out to share that stuff you know when it's wrapped up in a perfect story um and you can be like yes and then I failed at this but this happened and oh I got this opportunity and it all worked out um I'm trying to share it as I go like share the confusion and the the unknown um and the exploration because because you can 
relate to it and other it's helpful if you're going through that to see somebody else or just to see life like things as they really happen instead of always just seeing the shiny boxed up kind of perfectly scripted version that we can create and I've definitely you know it's really easy to talk about past things that have happened and with hindsight and be like look how how wonderfully it's all worked out um but it's that messy bit that actually people sometimes want to see and and because we don't talk about it that much so so yeah I'll try and share it as I go and you know I've, I've got to do a post about it actually but I did I, I enrolled for university to do forensic psychology and then I pulled out of it within my period of time that I could get my money back um because because I just didn't know like I I started doing it and then I panicked that um about the journey to becoming a forensic psychologist um it's like a really hard thing to get qualified in like you've got to do um you've got to go to uni and do a degree and then you've got to do a master's um and then you can either do a doctorate with your experience or you can like with experience alongside or you can do um basically you have to do like these assessments as you go and get charted that way um but both have loads of cons to them there's so many pros because it's an amazing career and so interesting like really fascinating but I was like basically I couldn't figure out how how I'd be able to survive and do it like the doctorate is super expensive um and then you have to do all of this experience and there'd be no room to work alongside it um, and you don't really get paid for a lot of that experience, not a lot of money at all. Um, and then you've got to study. And if you do it the other way, you're expected to go and be like um, a support worker or something like that, or an assistant. And you'd, you could get paid like only like 16, 17,000 pound a year. And I was like, I can't live off of that. Like I can't support my family on that little money and pay my mortgage and everything. And I think it's the first time I've had to weigh up things like that. Like when I was younger, you can make those decisions because I only had to feed myself and I'm, I'm happy with baked beans and I didn't have a mortgage. So I could go and run back to my mom and dad and be like, please, can you let me sleep on your sofa <laughs> for, a, for a few weeks while I sort myself out or whatever. But as you get older, like obviously you can't do that. Um, so yeah, I ended up pulling out of it and that's like something I've got to explain. And that's a bit scary. Like I haven't actually put it, put it out there yet. Um, I haven't said I'm doing it, but I haven't not, if that makes sense. I just haven't said anything about it um, since I said that I was doing it last month. And now I've got to explain. But again, that's just the realness of it. Like I, I took the leap, I did it. And then I realized, and it's only from doing it and speaking to people and the access that I got. Um, so I, I then was able to register as a student with the British Psychology Society, which then meant I could network with people and I was able to find other forensic psychologists. And then I was able to see how they got into it and stuff. And that's where I learned all of that stuff. And then decided, hang on, I don't, I don't know I want to do this. And, and obviously a degree is really expensive and I paid for it. Um, so I was like, I don't want to risk that much money because my savings are not endless <laughs> um, after buying a house. So I was like, okay, the safest thing is to get the money back because I can go again in September. Um, but I was also looking at ways that I could 
do um, I could register as a, a psychotherapist and train in that, which is slightly different to a forensic psychologist, um, but still have a forensic element in what I did. So there's still there's other ways you can do it without being a forensic psychologist um, to still get the same work with the same people. Um, I've got an interest in offenders and things like that and rehabilitation. Um, there's other ways to do it. There's other routes. So yeah, the plan was cancel on that for now, do a load of voluntary work this year. So I'm doing some voluntary work for a few different charities so I can work in some different areas and then I'll be able to get a better idea of the better way to test the waters without having spent thousands and thousands on it. And then I can make a much better choice. It feels like that industry as well is there's so many possibilities and so many different ways of doing things that like you said it wasn't almost until you kind of like got a foot in the door and it opened it out and you're like oh wow like there's all this stuff here all these different ways that you can go all these different ways of doing it um and I mean just from my personal opinion I think that would kind of scare me off a little bit as well not that it scared you off but I mean the the length of time it takes Mm -hmm. to get to where you need to be doing you know going down that path and the amount of money that that would take and I mean, I know we are by no means old, but we are in, you are in a different position, you know, as you get older, like you said, you're not at at uni age, as in like 19 anymore, you can't just go home and live with your parents, you've got responsibilities and things like that. So there is an awful lot for you to take into consideration when you're making these kinds of decisions. Yeah, I just, I just think it's really great that you're sharing that with everybody, because I mean, I didn't know any of that. Um, I mean, not that I would go into that field because that scares me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really, I, honestly, I'm really interested in it in terms of, um, like, I'd, I was going to be a prison officer at one point um, and I was really interested in doing that. One of my best friends, she starts out working in prison. She doesn't work in them anymore. But um, so I've always been fascinated with why people do terrible things, which sounds really morbid, I know, but um same I'm exactly the same <laughs> like I, I just I I really really love it um I feel like I'm going completely off off kilter with this um but yeah I just I think it's really great that you are sharing that whole journey because like you said it is hard and there's there's no plan and while you're trying to figure out what you want in an area where there are so many possibilities how can people expect you to just be like this is exactly what I'm doing. I've made this decision and here we go. You know, here's the plan right now. I think these things take a lot of time, you know, and a lot of thought and there's a lot of things to consider. Um, Like you said, mortgages and um, partners and pets and, you know, because even though it sounds silly, your pets do come in as a decision. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Like there's just, yeah, all these different um, responsibilities and things that that come into it and and the fact that that opening one door does close others and it's sometimes like figuring those decisions out it's kind of like testing things out and being like okay well that would mean losing you know this area of, of things I love to do or you couldn't do the traveling if I did this particular role because of the way that that would work and yeah it's all different different things to weigh up but I'm just yeah trying to sort of share it and just figure it out and then just have enough humility I guess to to be okay with it not being perfect and the fact that those mistakes that might well get made will be fairly public um 
say fairly public it's not like I'm it's not like a fucking, fucking Jennifer Aniston or something and everyone's gonna know <laughs> um but you know there will there will be people following my journey who who would know that and um yeah but I'm kind of okay with that like life isn't perfect um it's normal to kind of fail or make mistakes or or do things and change our minds there's also no shame and like going back on something like just because you've said you're going to do something it doesn't mean you have to like I feel like a lot of times now we're kind of pressured that once you say something it's like that's it that's what you're doing you said you were going to do that but life changes you know we get different things thrown at us and ultimately yeah as we've said earlier like it's your life if you change your mind that's okay like it doesn't matter like it's no it's no bad thing so yeah 100% but you are you are completely right that there is this pressure to never change our minds once we've made a decision um and I've felt that so many times in in business and on social media and stuff I mean I change my mind all the time and change things a lot so I'm kind of used to that feeling but even being well practiced in changing my mind because I can be a little bit flitty with things sometimes um it is still hard to do you know even when you know it's right and you know that making changing your mind and making that decision is right it can still be really difficult to do and I think doing it in the public eye makes it um even harder I say like public eye like you did a friend making me sound like <laughs> such a twat <laughs> like sapphire bitch, people can be like, who, who does she think she is like and there's people listening like I don't even know who she is until I listen to this um I don't think I'm a big deal I promise <laughs> Uh, but slightly bigger audience than like just family and friends that would usually witness um those kind of yeah different parts of you and yeah I'm, I'm someone who changes my mind massively I'm, I'm so spontaneous I will jump into something and do it um and then I will the more rational part of my brain will come in and be like mm, you didn't really consider this though did you or like okay okay, is that actually what you want? Or did you just get really excited by one element of it? Or I'll go to therapy and talk it over and realize that it's actually not what I wanted at all. There was something within it that, you know, it meant something totally different. So yeah, I, I have to do that a lot. I just be like, yes, yeah, so we're not doing that thing now. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. I remember before I was self-employed, um, I decided I wanted to do HR. Um, and I, the thing that I wanted from it was the connection with people. And I wanted to help people grow, um, which is really nice that I've ended up being a coach. But what I didn't realize was the HR side was actually just a hell of a lot of paperwork <laughs> and a lot of disciplinaries. And I didn't like that. Um, but I was the same. I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to do HR now. And I, I was working for a small business and I kind of like just bullied them into giving me an HR role. <laughs> And they did. And then I was like, right, I need to sign up and do my CIPD qualification immediately. So I signed up, stuck it on a credit card. It was a couple of thousand pounds. Literally did like a week's work. I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this at all. I was like, shit, (laughs) what have I done? And I kept like floating it past my husband because he knows what I'm like. Um, I mean, I decided to be a photographer six months later and spent 500 quid on a camera and then was like, I can't really take pictures. I don't really like this. (laughs) (laughs) I think mine's still in my garage actually because I was holding on to it like no 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 I'm gonna use it I'm gonna use it and I haven't um and before that I decided I was gonna be a blogger I did that for about a year I stuck with that for quite a long time um but then I was like I don't really like writing (laughs) so um 
yeah so I, I did this COPD and I was just like I don't really I don't want to do this um so I, I completely resonate with the like trying things and having to change your mind so I literally I feel like I've spent the last five years of my life <laughs> trying things and changing my mind but what's important yeah. is like you said is that you take from it what you need and you and and to kind of reflect on what it was that got you so excited about that decision so like with my HR I kind of reflected back on it and I was like what what made me so excited about that what was it that I wanted to do so badly and it was connecting with people and helping people to grow and supporting people when they need help so I kind of took that and was like right I'll jot that down that's something that I'm interested in and then knowing that really helped like further along in my journey of where I wanted to go um but mine wasn't so public but I've done it an awful lot yeah me 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 too and I still haven't learned that I should not sign up to all of the courses or buy all of the equipment (laughs) needed each time I do this because I always do it and then I go oh maybe that's not my thing like you know quite liked photography did some courses no particular skill in it, no real desire to go any further once the excitement had worn off. And then I was just like, oh, well, I've got this expensive camera now and did this training and I don't want it. I've done that same, like so many times with loads of different things, but yeah, but I learned from it. And also I like the idea of when I look back on my life, I'm going to have tried everything I wanted to try. Like, I'm not going to look back and be like, what if I'd done this? Well, I mean, there'll of course still be what ifs, but at least in my career and my interests, and my passions, I would have given things a go, even if it turned out they're exactly the wrong things for me. I'll know that rather than having these question marks of like, oh, you know, maybe I would have gone on to be an amazing photographer or, you know, I could have been a painter or I could have been a therapist or whatever. Um, at least I'd have tried things and that makes me happy to know that I would have given things a go and kind of answered those questions. And that, I think that's really important. Um, thank you ever so much Sapphire for sharing your journey and thank you for being so open and honest about everything I really I really appreciate it and I mean I said before I think there's a lot of credit to you for sharing the the messy part and not just kind of coming in at the end and being like well that was really difficult but look how great it is now because I think it is important um, for people to just know that it's not just them that finds it really tough and finds it hard to make decisions and you know goes through that difficult messy bit so yeah thank you so much for sharing I really appreciate it you're so welcome thank you for having me no problem and thank you to everybody for listening um Safa just before we finish do you want to just Mm -hmm. share um where people can find you and find out a bit more about the coven and you and, and that sort of thing yes so you can mainly find me on instagram forward slash the coven girl gang um we're the coven girl gang on everything um so covengirlgang.com coven girl gang on facebook and twitter um and then i have a personal account that's sapphire j bates um i don't post as much on that but if anyone happens to be interested in dogs books and sometimes interiors that's the place to go um everything else goes tends to go on the coven but um yeah if you're interested in anything i've said or um interested in the coven and, and interested in looking at the community you can look at the website or instagram or drop me a message i'm around come and find me <laughs> wow, that's great thank you again sapphire and thank you to everybody for listening i will see you all on the next episode 
Hi, and thanks for listening to this episode of Behind the Business Podcast, the personal development podcast for people in business. Remember to like and share with anybody who you think might find this interesting. If personal development is something that you are interested in, please head to my website, www.katiehumphreycoaching.com and see what packages I offer to support you with this. There is a range of packages from one-to-one coaching to joining my wonderful community membership. Please get in touch if you have any questions and I can't wait to speak to you soon.